0: WABC New York and 1071 WLIR Hampton Mays. It's the 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden. All the news you need to know with Joe Nolan Traffic, Justin Ellick Sports, Lou Dobbs Business. And now, talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC.
1: Yeah, that's me. Five o'clock on a Wednesday morning. Welcome on in. It is Wednesday, March 22nd. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Cloudy day on the way. High 59. Showers tonight, low 48, and then Thursday we'll see some morning showers, uh, clouds in the afternoon, high 65. If you're walking out the door with us right now, this forecast sort of keeps changing on me. Let's see. It is 44 and clear. So happy you're here. So much to get to on this Wednesday morning. As I sat down to watch television last night, I realized that we are in the golden age of TV, right? I mean, you can make the argument that there is no better TV in our lifetimes than there are there is today. I mean, some great shows over the years, you know, the Sopranos, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, The Wire, uh, Band of Brothers, Mad Men, just one great show after another. And there's lots of great stuff on now on all these great streamers. And you have this constant barrage of just amazing television, probably better than what the motion pictures are. I mean, some of these TV shows are better than, than the movies.
2: for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org.
1: And I was thinking about this as I sat down to watch the weekly episode of Thousand Pound Sisters. (laughs) So here it is. It's the golden age of television. And I'm addicted to this uh, reality show called Thousand Pound Sisters. If you have not watched the show, I've been addicted since day one. And I know it's trash, but I can't help myself. It's these two sisters well, the beginning of the show, they both weighed over 500 pounds. That's how you got the 1,000-pound sisters. But they are endlessly fascinating. And a new season just started. And here I am, the golden age of television, some of the greatest television of all time being produced. And I am sitting there watching 1,000-pound sisters. And I couldn't be more proud of myself. All right, let's get into the headlines.
0: The top five at five. All
1: right, so will today be the day Donald Trump is indicted? A break in a murder mystery on Staten Island. A local congressman fighting to keep AM radio alive. The White House keeps telling us how safe the banking system is. A cow on the loose in Brooklyn. All right, let's get into it. WABC Newstime 503. Former President Trump is said to be sad but not afraid about a potential being indicted here in the city uh, over this hush money payment allegedly made to porn star Stormy Daniels. That's what Trump's lawyers are saying, telling reporters, as um, some of them left a hearing on Monday. On Tuesday, they were meeting. Uh, it's not clear what was going on. But uh Trump supporters out there are everywhere.
2: I think that everything that they're doing to Donald Trump is just a deploy to try to get him not to run again, um, which is not going to work.
1: Of course, this all began over the weekend. Trump in that social media post uh, saying that he expected to be arrested Tuesday in connection with the Manhattan DA's probe. That did not happen. Uh, More, let's see, who's this? This is one of his lawyers outside court. Former
3: President Trump and possibly future President Trump has been completely unfairly treated. This is a politicization politicization of our justice system.
1: So the Trump team is hoping that Bob Costello, a one-time legal advisor to Michael Cohen, will undermine the credibility of Cohen. He went before the grand jury on Monday. And last night, he was on Katz and Cosby to talk about what it was like to actually see this grand jury who has Donald Trump's fate in their hands. And he says he thinks he did a pretty good job of knocking down the star witness from the prosecution side, Michael Cohen. And here's what he had to say to Katz and
2: Cosby. three 300- hundred. 21 emails between myself and cone cone and me and myself and my partner about cone and about the lies that he was telling us they put six of those emails out of 321 into evidence so i got into an argument with him i said what right in front of the grand jury i said i said why don't you get and i held him up in the air i said you should give all of these to the grand jury I, and i turned to the grand jury i said you should demand these documents from them
0: what was their reaction to that? What was the reaction to that, Bob?
2: Yeah. Well, it's it's hard to look at twenty one yeah. people. Yeah. We counted how many were there at the time at the at the same time. But I saw at least five or six people nodding their heads. That might be
1: enough right there. Five or six people nodding their head. We don't know, of course, what this grand jury is thinking. So lots of you of course are saying, Well, why can't we get the final say on this? Is the indictment going to be is it handed up or handed down? But the grand jury, they meet on Monday Wednesday afternoon, so that's this afternoon, so I guess it's possible we might hear something today. And then possibly sometimes they meet on Thursday. That's it. Three days, usually two days a week, and sometimes there's a third day thrown in there. So maybe, maybe we'll hear something today. Of course, the huge media presence considers... uh, Do you have something to say in the middle of my show, Sid Rosenberg? It's not happening. Oh, Sid Rosenberg is telling me it's not happening. happening. again. But Sid, by the way... Sid is not on the grand jury. Sid doesn't have, uh, you don't have any friends on the grand jury. You was that? Have I been wrong yet? You have not been wrong. Yeah, So, uh, so uh, Sid is not on the grand jury, but these grand jury members, they are meeting this afternoon. So maybe,
2: maybe we'll hear something. I guarantee
4: you there's a lot more people that have done worse things that they can go after.
2: So long as he's in the news, he's happy. It's the weakest of, of all the cases that are against him.
1: Yeah, that's people in Manhattan yesterday. Reporter Jay Gray uh, has been downtown uh, over the last couple of days. The waiting
3: game continues here outside the district attorney's office in lower Manhattan. Crowds gathering down Trump's social media prediction that he would be arrested today by New York authorities does not look like it will come to fruition. And
1: barricades have been up, of course, outside Trump Tower downtown, Lower Manhattan, at the courthouse. There, uh, the protests. By the way, there's been barely any protests. There was like 15 people outside Trump Tower yesterday. And the grand
3: jury- is not meeting today they'll be back in session Oh no that's
1: from yesterday so the grand jury is going to meet later today this afternoon today is the day and maybe maybe we'll hear something from them during the course of the afternoon of course keep it right here 77 wabc will be the first to have it wabc news time 509 staten island officials announcing a major breakthrough in a three decade old cold case wabc's alex barnard joins us live with that story good morning alex
5: Good morning, Noam, and yes, that's right. The Staten Island DA's office revealed Tuesday that they have identified the body of Christine Belusco, who was found brutally beaten and burned in 1991. Investigators say they identified her body using familial DNA and public genealogy databases. Belusco's body was found on Seaview Avenue after being handcuffed, strangled, beaten with a hammer, and then set ablaze on September 20th, 1991. Her killer still remains at large. until until recently, the only clue to Belusco's identity was a scorpion tattoo on her right buttock. Speaking to ABC7, Staten Island District Attorney Michael McMahon said his office never gave up trying to identify her due to the horrific nature of her death.
4: And the men and women who work in my office, the prosecutors and investigators, don't give up and they fight every day to bring justice to the victims of crime.
5: And now the DA's office is searching for not only for Belusco's killer, but also her daughter. Belusco's daughter, Krista Nicole, would have been two years old at the time of her mother's murder. Today, she would now be 34 years old. Here's David Nilsen of the Staten Island DA's office again speaking to ABC7.
2: We've tracked down a bunch of different leads, and we're at the point right now we really need the public's assistance.
5: In order to aid in their search, the DA's office has released an age progression photo to the public. Anyone who may recognize Krista Nicole or knows anything about Belusco's murder is urged to call the Richmond County District Attorney's Office at 718-556-7085.
1: So 30 years, is there money involved, a reward of any sort, if somebody can come forward with information that leads to an arrest?
5: There's no word on any reward at this time.
1: Hmm. All right. W, interesting story. WABC's Alex Barnard. Thank you very much. Why don't we stay on Staten Island for a moment? A group of kids rescued after getting lost in a storm drain tunnel, Staten Island last night. The NYPD, FDNY responding to Bemin Avenue and Way. After receiving call, this is about 6 o'clock last night, from a group of five kids who entered the drain and got lost in the tunnel. By the way, I remember doing the same thing when I was a kid. And when you, you could find these tunnels, it was really very interesting. But I think kids got lost. They got nervous. First responders assisted with the rescue. The kids, 11 and 12 years old, they were taken to Richmond uh, University Medical Center just as a precaution. They're fine. One firefighter, though, was injured during the rescue. Uh, he's going to be okay as well. But unless... Listen to the kids, not to go into the storm drains. Five eleven prosecutors calling it one of the largest gang takedowns in Queens history. Thirty-three people coughed. Many of the members of the notorious gang known as Money World.
3: We have seen law-abiding New Yorkers peacefully going about
4: their business being killed by mindless gang violence.
1: DA Melinda Katz, former gal pal of Curtis Lewa, handing down a 151 count indictment against the crew that were allegedly behind 22 murders, most notably the 2019 shooting death of an innocent 14-year-old on a local basketball court. The arrests, the culmination of a nearly three-year-long investigation. How about, uh, we'll stay in Queens for a second, Rick Pitino, Vowing to build something really special as head coach of St. John's new basketball team, or he's the new coach of St. John's basketball team. I
2: just have a passion, hunger, and drive for excellence on the basketball court to teach my players more than just basketball, how to excel in life.
1: Patino leaving Iona University, continue his lengthy career at St. John's, signed a six-year deal. The 70-year-old led Several college teams to 28 postseason appearances. Then, of course, you remember he coached in the NBA. Not as successful there with the Knicks and the Celtics. If you think
2: I'm honored and humbled today to be in Lou Konosecki's presence right now? Uh, You're grossly uh, understating how much I admire him.
1: There was one report, by the way, that he was making $7 million a year as the head coach at Iona really that i looked at that i said this can't be right a school like iona paying seven million dollars a year for a head coach i mean i know he's famous and well-known and successful but really that they have that kind of money to pay to a head coach uh st john's i'm sure is paying him a lot of money as well and i
2: believe that rick not only will bring a winning culture to st john's but he will be a transformative figure in the lives
1: of our student-athletes. Yeah, so we wish them a while. Of course, love to see a local college team like St. John's be great again. 513, let's go out to New Jersey. Three women hospitalized after being bitten by pit bulls that were fighting with each other in Elizabeth inside their home. This was Tuesday morning. Lots of neighbors hearing lots of commotion as these five pit bulls were fighting each other, and then these three women who assumed were the owners of the pit bulls tried to pull them apart
5: i hear her with the dogs
6: like talking to the dog saying you know stop or stop playing but um today was different because she was like um it kept going on for like 10 minutes and she was like um it went from stop to help me to call the cop it was two dogs fighting and she had the bat hitting the dog trying to separate them the dog turned around
1: and bit her. Yeah, so the cops were called in and uh, they took out their guns. Use.
3: Woke up to a lot of loud sirens, loud gunshot noises. Came out. Um, police was flooded, all over the place, and there was an ambulance.
1: Officer shot two of the five dogs. The others were taken away by animal control. The three women bitten were rushed to the hospital. They are okay. Neighbors say the family needs to do a better job taking care of the
5: dogs. Well, yeah, it sounds like it. You have an animal, you have to take care.
2: Yeah. If there's too many dogs in there. I don't know. If you shouldn't be a, a dog owner at all. If you don't have the first of all, just putting your son in at risk or yourself at risk for six other dogs, you got to be completely stupid because they're not going to choose you. They dominate.
1: Yeah, so those dogs are two dead, the others taken to animal control, and it looks like they may be ticketed, these women, for having these wild dogs in that Elizabeth neighborhood. 5.15 now, let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk where we find Justin Eller. Good morning, Justin. Well, good morning,
6: gnome. We start with the somber news in the world of basketball, especially here in New York City with the news coming yesterday of the death of legendary New York Knicks captain Willis Reed. The Star Center led the franchise to its only two championships, snagging the 1965 Rookie of the Year Award and 1970 MVP Award along the way. He was a seven-time All-Star and a five-time All-NBA selection to boot, and the Hall of Famer was 80 years old. On the hardwood last night in Brooklyn, the Nets fell 115-109 to, to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Brooklyn couldn't slow down Cleveland's Donovan Mitchell, who scored a game-high 31 points for the night while Mikkel Bridges led the Nets' side in scoring with his 18. Brooklyn won't have to wait long to seek revenge against Cleveland as they get a second consecutive look at them tomorrow night at home. On the ice, the Islanders came down on the Toronto Maple Leafs, beating them by a score of 7-2. to Cal Clutterbuck Sean the brightest for New York, registering two goals and an assist and route to the win. Lee, Dobson, Parise, Fashing, and Holmstrom made up the rest the Isles tallies, and the boys will see if they can keep it going come Friday night in Columbus against the Blue Jackets at the Garden. The Rangers weren't as lucky as they lose a nail-biter to the Carolina Hurricanes 3-2. Tyler Mott and Kapokako were the ones responsible for a 2-1 thir- uh, third-period lead for New York, but two unanswered goals in the final 10 minutes propelled Carolina to the victory. The Blue Shirts will get another crack at the Canes come tomorrow night in Carolina, where the two teams are set to face off again. And much like the Rangers, the Devils also lost a tight one at home to the Minnesota Wild, albeit needing overtime to take the 2-1 L. Matt Bolton Netted the overtime winner for Minnesota, while Timo Meyer tallied the lone goal for New Jersey. The Devils will be back at it on Friday night in Buffalo against the Sabers, and down in Miami, Team Japan secures the World Baseball Classic title with a three to two win over Team USA in the final. And looking ahead to action tonight, your New York Knickerbockers down in Miami taking on the Heat for 7:30 p.m.
1: tip off. Here with Sports on 77 WABC, I'm Justin Ellick. So much more to get to on this Wednesday morning. I want to tell you about what happened at the new skyscraper. One Vanderbilt yesterday, it freaked out a lot of people in the building. The uh, mayor was speaking at the United Nations. We'll tell you what that was all about. And there is a shopping cart problem in Riverhead out on Long Island. Those stories and more. But first, a check of Wall Street. Here's Lou Dobbs. This
0: is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report.
1: Stock streaking midweek. The Dow
3: Jones Industrials up another 316 points in yesterday's session. Wall Street's financial fears appear to be easing somewhat. March Fed meetings wrap up today. Wall Street expecting a 25-basis point interest rate hike despite banking concerns. Investors looking for assurance from the Fed. Google expanding access to its artificial intelligence chatbot. Select users will join a wait list to test features. Google already warning there are still glitches in the technology alphabet stock jumping three percent on the announcement crude oil futures climbing west texas intermediate crude above 69 dollars a barrel please join me several times each weekday
0: right here on 77 wabc this is the lou dobbs financial report keep listening for more to 77 wabc for the lou dobbs financial report WABC
1: News Time 520. Just getting this in from TMZ. Legendary TV star Dick Van Dyke reportedly injured after he crashed his Lexus in Malibu when he lost control of the wheel. Now, your first question is, geez, how old is Dick Van Dyke? He is 97 years old. Now, if you haven't seen him on TV recently... He looks fantastic, but apparently his car skidded wet weather conditions there before smashing into a gate. This was sometime early this morning. The ordeal left him with a bloody nose and a possible concussion. Police arrived on the scene to find the Hollywood veteran behind the wheel of this Lexus. Uh, then a short time later, it's understood that a friend came and picked him up. Not clear if he took him to the hospital or he took him home, but they said that he looked okay. So a couple questions here. 97-year-old should still be driving. Well, maybe in his case, it's okay to be driving at 97. Let's bring it back home. An elevator malfunction injured three workers at one of Manhattan's newest buildings. This was yesterday. Workers were performing a software update on the elevator used for that new observation deck at the new 1 Vanderbilt next to Grand Central Terminal when all of a sudden, the elevator dropped about 3 stories and landed at the 93rd floor when the elevator it stopped it caused this huge vibration that went throughout the building and you had people who were on those upper floors who felt that vibration and thought, gee, what is happening? They called 911. They called the building maintenance crew. It ends up uh, three elevator mechanics were inside the elevator. They suffered minor injuries when this elevator went down. The Department of Building says uh, no damage to the building, no danger to the public safety Uh, for the people inside or outside the building. Now, of course, an investigation will go on with the DOB. They'll be back on the scene this morning to see why this elevator malfunctioned. But we are getting... A bunch of stories in late yesterday about this loud sound in the building, but it's apparently all came from this elevator. 523, uh, New York City's latest campaign to spark community engagement, drawing some mixed reactions on the streets of New York residents. Visitors will start seeing these We Love NYC plastered on billboards across the city. It's hoping or the city's hope anyway, that'll bring people together to make the city a better place. It's kind of a murky campaign, but okay, the campaign takes the popular I love New York slogan with the goal of inspiring New Yorkers to volunteer in their neighborhoods or even celebrate subway performers, right? So it's all over the place to volunteer. Okay. That makes sense to me to celebrate subway performers. That's something totally different, but here's some New Yorkers commenting on Everybody
3: it. should chip in. We live here. We should keep this clean, keep it nice, look out for each other. Me to help. you got to help us first. <laughs> pick, up,
0: pick up a piece of trash every day. There you go. One piece of trash. If everyone did it, we'd be nice and clean. It's Mayor Adams
1: and Governor Hochul who started this campaign. How can we help? They have to do it.
0: If people get together,
3: it'll work. I feel very hopeful. Yeah, little by little. It takes time.
1: Yeah, most people, though, when they were asked this question yesterday, kind of scratching their head, what do they want us to do? W.A.B.C. Time 524. The Biden administration wants to get to the bottom of COVID's origins. At least that's what they're telling us so that
4: we can prevent a future pandemic. And through his actions, just judge him on what he's done through his actions. He's proven that he's willing to be as transparent as possible with the American people because he believes that's important.
1: Hmm. All right. When asked whether the administration hopes. The lab leak theory is not true. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby, who heard there, says the administration just wants the truth. President Biden on Monday signed legislation to declassify information related to COVID's origins after the measure was passed unanimously by Congress. How often does that happen? Republicans in particular have long held that COVID likely began to spread after it leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China. Of course, former President Trump said that while he was in office. He believes strongly that we've got to find the the roots and the origins of COVID. The former president, you'll remember, was mocked for saying that. Kirby was asked if the Biden administration hopes the lab leak theory is true.
4: We don't have a hope one way or the other. What we want is the ground truth.
1: Yeah, I, you know, most of us just kind of moved on, but be curious to know exactly where it came from. WABC News Time 525, Mayor Adams joining the United Nations General Assembly in commemorating International Day for Elimination of Racial Discrimination. That's one of the days they were celebrating at the U.N. Yesterday, Adams was asked to speak. He did. As
3: New York City's second black mayor, I know what it feels like to be rejected. I understand the pain of so many face daily obstacles. Adams highlighting.
1: No, oh, sorry there. Adams highlighting breaking bread and building bonds, an effort to hold dinners, to foster relationships between New Yorkers of different backgrounds. That's probably a good idea. Adams called on world leaders to recommit themselves to the promise of racial equality. We cannot waste
3: another moment. We must join hands from Cape Town to Queens. And recommit ourselves to the promise of racial equality.
1: Yeah, a big moment for the mayor yesterday before the UN. Hey, let's go out to Long Island. Riverhead officials, hoping to curb the theft of shopping carts. This has become, for some reason, a huge problem out there. I guess they don't have those special wheels. I don't know about your supermarket, but mine. If I were trying to take that cart off the premises, you get to the end of the driveway of the, sh- you know, where the supermarket is, and those wheels stop working. You can't move it but apparently on riverhead they don't have that so there's are shopping carts everywhere and the superintendent with the riverhead highway department says for years stolen shopping carts have been discarded all over town it's a total nuisance
3: they're abandoned everywhere throughout this town through side streets in front of buildings um, the main
1: road Yeah, so I don't know, kids stealing it, people grabbing it, but town officials might now change a code that would require stores along Route 25, Route 25A, to put anti-theft devices on those carts. Well, that's no doubt. The devices would be installed on a cart's wheels, and of course they would lock up, prevent the cart from moving. If that passes outside parking lot borders uh, or wouldn't, it would stop it from passing outside parking borders like it does at my supermarket. And they say that would help the problem. Now they just have to pass this through the town council and then go back to these supermarkets and tell them to do it. Eight dolphins dead along the Jersey Shore. And then you have 12 or 13 whales over the last couple months. What is going on down the Jersey Shore? We'll take a look at that. A cow is running through the streets of Brooklyn. We'll tell you what happened to that cow. And now thousands of workers in California's largest school district on the picket line today. Those stories and more coming up. WABC News Time is 530.
0: The 77 WABC News Hour. Talking the news with Noah Layden on 77 WABC. Talking the news with Noah on 77 WABC. This is the 77 WABC News Hour with Noah Layden.
1: Yep, that's me, 531. Good morning. It is Wednesday, March 22nd. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Cloudy day on the way. High 59 showers tonight, low 48 and then Thursday morning showers, cloudy afternoon, high 65. If you're walking out the door with us right now, it is 44 and clear. So happy you're here. So much to get to as we work our way up to the six o'clock hour and sit in friends in the morning. Let's start at the Jersey Shore. Here we go again. How many dead whales has it been over the last three or four months? I have lost count. It's at least a dozen. And now you have yesterday, eight dolphins dead after they get stranded on the beach in Sea City. Happened between 51st and 52nd Street beaches. There was
3: probably 50 dolphins just going back and forth all morning. And the next thing you know, we
0: saw some coming straight in. Two of them that were obviously deceased, and then there were six of them that were still lot. so
1: upsetting to see these dolphins on the sand the marine mammal stranding center said two dolphins died on the beach the other six were in bad health and had to be euthanized in
3: all my 30 years down here i've only seen one big huge dolphin wash up and he was dead when he washed up
1: i just wanted to cry because i've been staying on this
0: especially lately since the whales have been washing up.
1: Yeah, so what the heck is going on? Necropsies were performed last night. I imagine we'll get some information in the coming days. This, of course, comes as more whales, dolphins, have been washing ashore over the past several months, some blaming those new wind farms that are being built offshore. They say maybe it's doing something to scare these uh, dolphins and whales, or maybe it's doing something where it forces them towards shore. But people down the Jersey Shore, forget the Jersey Shore, people up here, we all want to know what the heck's going on. Find
4: out what it is then. If it's not that, then they can prove it. it's not that, then what is it?
1: Yeah, so the government officials are saying the wind farm has nothing to do with what's happening with these animals, that they've been stranding themselves long before that farm wind farm was being built. But it seems like a lot more of them since the construction has begun have come ashore. Either way, it's a tragedy at the Jersey Shore. While we're in New Jersey, New Jersey Congressman Josh Gottheimer fighting to keep AM radios in all cars. Uh, Gottheimer has written a letter to the, uh, a bunch of electric vehicle companies, including Tesla, asking them to ensure AM is in cars and trucks. In the case of Tesla, if you buy certain vehicles of Tesla, they don't have AM radio, which of course, I think it's a complete outrage. I would think that if Elon Musk has enough money to buy
6: Twitter and send rockets to space, he can afford to include AM radio in his Teslas.
1: Wait, is his name Elon or Elon?
6: I would think that if Elon Musk has. No, a- I think his name is Elon, but
1: anyway, Godheimer is also calling on the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration to make AM radio a federal safety standard, which means. EV manufacturers would have to include AM radio as a stock feature. He says it's all a matter of safety since nearly 50 million Americans listen to AM radio every day. I think the number, by the way, is a lot higher than that.
6: When the cell phone runs out, the Internet gets cut off. The television doesn't work because there's no electricity, no power to your house. What will still work? You can turn on your AM radio. That's right.
1: And it'll be me right here sitting here telling you what's going on. Uh, Thank God for Josh Gottheimer. I think
6: people say, well, do we still need AM radio? Do people still listen to AM radio? Nearly 50 million Americans do every single day. That's 20% of the population. And the number is growing.
1: By the way, that number, more people, by the way, I'm not just making this up. A survey came out that says now more people listen to the radio than watch televisions. That tells you how important... Uh, radio is to most americans ten years after superstorm sandy a new jersey shore town getting more flood protection courtesy of the u.s army corps of engineers more
2: than a decade after the darkest day in the lives of so many union beach residents We are finally investing in them and their families with the groundbreaking of this project.
1: Senator Bob Menendez speaking alongside Congressman Frank Pallone. This was yesterday. They did a groundbreaking ceremony, Union Beach, just one of the several communities damaged by the storm. When you think about how many years Superstorm Sandy was ago and that some of these towns are still recovering all these years later. The nearly $400 million flood control project has been in the work for years, and while some residents are grateful, others wish it had happened a lot sooner yeah
2: when you look at the effects that sandy left behind the the damage and the devastation i i I think it would have been severely less yeah all
1: right so the work anyway has started president biden taking action on what he calls a historic conservation plan when
3: we conserve our country's natural gifts we're not just protecting the livelihoods of people who depend on them we're protecting the heart and the soul of our national pride.
1: Biden announcing he's establishing two national monuments in Nevada and Texas, which will protect more than a half million acres of public lands. Biden says he's protected more lands and waters than any president since John F. Kennedy, including protections for uh, bears, uh, the Grand stand uh, Staircase. Um, there's a whole list here. I don't need to go through all of them, but uh, he's touting the fact that he's the environmental guy. My
3: first year in office, we protected more lands and waters than, than any American president since John Kennedy. I think I just said that. So it ties together one of the largest contiguous wildlife corridors in the United States. 500 Thousand
1: acres. Yeah. So Biden says his administration will consider any initiative to protect U.S. waters as well. So he says it's not done yet. It
3: would make it the largest ocean area on the planet with the highest level of protection, and it will help us meet our goal of conserving the goal I set when I got elected of protecting and conserving. of our oceans.
1: Yes, he's talking about the U.S. waters around the Pacific remote islands southwest of Hawaii, initiating this bill that will protect those waters as well. WABC News Time coming up on 540. uh, All the talk about the conference between China and Russia. It is uh, wrapping up today. China. Uh, this is uh, John Kirby speaking out. He said China should press Russia to pull troops out of Ukraine if Beijing wants to play a role in ending the war, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Mr. Putin could stop bombing hospitals, He could stop bombing schools. He could stop launching Iranian drones into civilian infrastructure.
4: He could stop the forcible deportation of young kids, thousands of them.
1: Kirby, of course, the National Security Council spokesman remarks come as Chinese President Xi Jinping meets with Vladimir Putin. They signed some agreements to deepen economic cooperation between their two countries. China has issued a proposal for ending the war in Ukraine, which includes no demands for Moscow to pull out of its force, pull its forces out of Ukraine. So I don't know what this whole agreement means. But Kirby says Russia must withdraw from all territories inside Ukraine under the rules of the U.N. Charter. I don't think that's going to stop Russia, but he's asking them to do so. Following
4: the UN Charter would mean that Russia should withdraw from all the territory inside Ukraine, uh, the territory of another member state of the UN
1: of course the U.s watching the meeting of these two world leaders very closely wraps up today let's bring it back to Los Angeles thousands of workers at California's largest school district on strike day two today Christina speaking about the decision to walk off the job there we
3: work for the children we we, we, we are always here for the children and we just want you to listen to us hear us please you're investing in us please invest in us because we are working It, Mr. Mr. Cavala, we're worth it.
1: Of course, kids at home. The district has closed its campuses. 65,000 district employees walking off the job. The local union there represents 30,000 supports employees like bus drivers, custodians, teachers, aides. They want more money. They want a better contract. With what's
3: happening, I know the mental health of the workers is so much affected. And this is what we need for us to be able to work better for the district.
1: Okay, three-day strike, at least that's what they told us. This is day two. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says failing to raise the nation's debt limit would be absolutely catastrophic. Take
4: an economy that is performing very well and it would threaten all of that.
1: Yellen uh, urging Congress to raise the debt ceiling promptly without conditions. She says uh, Congress waited until the last minute to do so back in 2011. And she said because of that, the U.S. credit rating was downgraded. She doesn't want that to happen again.
4: I consider it utterly essential for Congress to act to raise or suspend the debt limit when it took until the last minute to be resolved. The government's credit rating was downgraded.
1: You know, there was a lot of talk about this a month or two ago. Not so much now. Maybe that means these lawmakers on both sides of the aisle working behind the scenes to get it done. 543, let's bring it back home. An escaped cow running through the streets of Brooklyn yesterday. The cow spotted near East 95th and Avenue L. And you can imagine how shocked people were. I mean, you see a lot of wacky things in New York City, but not usually a runaway cow.
6: And the people from the slaughterhouse had actually come with their equipment and stuff, and they were trying to, you know, lasso it and get it into the truck. But uh, she was feisty. She didn't want
1: to go. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't any old random cow. It had escaped from a slaughterhouse. It seems to happen every couple months or so, and it's kind of fun to watch. Uh, not for the cow, of course, but just for us. He can't
2: go anyway.
5: He can't go oh, oh, oh. I just saw a black calf and I was like, What the heck is that? Another everybody else was trying to use their jacket, sweater, even the um the peps uh the pizza guys was even taking their aprons out to stop it.
1: Yes, so they were able to catch up with this cow. So in the past, when we've done a story like this, and I feel like there was one really recently, usually you have this group called the Skylands Animal Sanctuary. They come in and they'll take the animal and they'll bring it back to their sanctuary and it's sort of like a good feel store to, you know, sort of story. So instead of this animal being slaughtered and being put on our plate, it gets, because it was able to escape, it gets to go to the sanctuary. And a lot of times, by the way, the reason these slaughterhouses are willing to give these animals over to the sanctuary, because that's money right out of their pocket, is because the animal usually has been darted by police with some sort of tranquilizer. And once they do that, it's not worth as much to the slaughterhouse. They have to wait a long period of time until they can use it. So it's just like, OK, let's get rid of the animal. But in this case, the, um, the cow was not darted yesterday. But Skyland's animal sanctuary showed up asking if they could take the animal home or they least inquired if they could take the animal home and they were told, no, we own the cow and we're going to take it back to the slaughterhouse. And Skylands, the spokesman there, the guy who runs it, not happy about
0: that. They weren't very receptive. Uh, to be honest with you, that was the least receptive of any of these places I've ever dealt. Even slaughterhouse workers over the years that have given me animals and have taken you know, much bigger animals than this one and have taken a much bigger financial hit have uh, have said to me, you know, they're happy that the animal came with me. They're happy to see one
1: live. All right, we can win every single time at the Skylands Animal Sanctuary, so this cow unfortunately for the cow, will end up on someone's plate. 5.45 now. Let's head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk, and here's Justin Ellick.
6: Thanks, Gnome. We begin with the somber news in the world of basketball, and especially here in New York City, with the news coming yesterday of the death of legendary New York Knicks captain Willis Reed. The Star Center led the franchise to its only two championships, snagging the 1965 Rookie of the Year Award and 1970 MVP Award along the way. He was a seven-time All-Star and a five-time All-NBA selection to boot. The Hall of Famer was 80 years old. On the hardwood last night in Brooklyn, the Nets fell 115-109 to to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Brooklyn couldn't slow down Cleveland's Donovan Mitchell, who scored a game-high 31 points for the night while Mikael Bridges led the Nets' side in scoring with his 18. Brooklyn won't have to wait long to seek revenge against Cleveland as they get a second consecutive look at them tomorrow night at home. On the ice, the Islanders came down on the Toronto Maple Leafs, beating them by a score of 7-2. to Cal Clutterbuck shined the brightest for New York, registering two goals and an assist and route to the win. Lee Dobson, Parise, Fashing, and Holmstrom made up the rest of the Isles tallies and the boys will see if they can keep it going come friday night in columbus against the blue jackets at the garden the rangers weren't as lucky as they lose a nail biter to the carolina hurricanes three to two teller mott and capo caco were the ones responsible for a two to one third period lead for new york but two unanswered goals in the final 10 minutes propelled carolina to the victory the blue shirts will get another crack at the canes come tomorrow night in carolina where the two teams are set to face off again much like the rangers the devils also lost a tight one at home to the Minnesota Wild, albeit needing overtime to take the two to one l, Matt Boldy netted the overtime winner for Minnesota, while Timo Meyer tallied the lone goal for New Jersey. The Devs will be back at it on Friday night in Buffalo against the Sabers, and down in Miami, Team Japan secures the World Baseball Classic title with a three to two win over Team USA in the final. And looking ahead to hardwood action tonight, your Knicks are in Miami taking on the Heat for seven thirty p.m. tip off. Here with sports on seventy
1: seven WABC Radio, I'm Justin Allen. All right, let's catch you up on some of the big stories of the morning. A lot of it still about Donald Trump, the former president, said to be sad but not afraid about potentially being indicted by New York City prosecutors over this alleged hush money payment and made to porn star Stormy Daniels. There have been some protests. They've been very small, by the way. I mean, there was like a half a dozen people outside Trump Tower, maybe a little more downtown, some for, some against the president.
2: I think that. Everything that they're doing to Donald Trump is just a deploy to try to get him not to run again, um, which is not going to work.
1: It was the president who tipped us all to, this to uh, tipped off, tipped us off to all of this in a social media post over the weekend that he expected to be arrested Tuesday, yesterday, in connection to the Manhattan, Manhattan DA's probe in this payment. His lawyers outside the lower Manhattan courthouse fighting for him.
3: Former President Trump and possibly future President Trump has been completely unfairly treated. This is a politicization politicization of our justice system.
1: The Trump team hoping Bob Costello, a one-time legal advisor to Michael Cohen, will undermine the credibility of Cohen, who has been the DA star witness before the grand jury. And Uh, Bob Costello was the star witness on Monday, and no surprise last night, he stopped in on Katz and Cosby to talk about what it was like to see the grand jury who has Trump's fate in their hands.
2: 321 emails between myself and Cohn, Cohn and me, and myself and my partner about Cohn and about the lies that he was telling us. They put six of those emails out of 321 into evidence. So I got into an argument with him. I said, "Why?" Right in front of the grand jury. I said, I said, why don't you get and I held him up in the air. I said, you should give all of these to the grand jury. I, and I turned to the grand jury. I said, you should demand these documents from them. What
0: was, yeah. what was their reaction to that? What was the reaction to that, Bob?
2: Yeah. Well, it's, it's hard to look at 21 yeah. people. Yeah. We counted how many were there at the time at the at the same time. But I saw at least five or six. People nodding their
1: head. Interesting. I mean that's some real insight to the grand jury. Of course, listen to Katz and Cosby. It's the other five o'clock show, but it's five o'clock in the afternoon and you gotta be listening. It's great. You get they get fantastic guests like Costello. Right here, seventy seven WABC five o'clock every day. The grand jury hearing the case. Uh, they meet only really two days a week, and that's probably what slows down the process. Of course, we're in a society where we want instant gratification. It doesn't work that way. The grand jury meets on Mondays, and then again today, this afternoon, they'll meet, and then sometimes they meet on Thursday. So we could get some information from that grand jury. Today, it's possible. We're
4: afraid to speak out in public, and if we go someplace. Oh, this is for one the of pro-
1: the uh, protesters outside yesterday. The sticker
4: on our car. People are going to come after us because he's running for president and they don't like his political views they're going after him
1: and there's been a huge media presence of course all the reporters waiting outside both trump tower and the lower manhattan courthouse hoping that they get the info right away i
4: guarantee you there's a lot more people that have done worse things that they can go after so long as he's in the news he's
2: happy it's the weakest of of all the cases that are against him Uh, The security, of course, has been
1: stepped up just about everywhere across the city, but especially outside Trump Tower and in lower Manhattan.
3: The waiting game continues here outside the district attorney's office in lower Manhattan. Crowds gathering Donald Trump's social media prediction that he would be arrested today by New York authorities does not look like it will come to fruition. All right. So
1: an indictment. If it's handed up or handed down, I'm not sure which one it is. It could come today because today is when the grand jury meets later this afternoon. WABC Newstime 553. This coming in just in the last half hour, legendary TV star Dick Van Dyke, Injured after crashing his Lexus in Malibu when he lost control of the wheel. This was early this morning. The 97-year-old actor, who apparently is still driving, skidded in wet weather conditions before smashing into a gate this morning. The ordeal left him with a bloody nose and a possible concussion. Uh, Police arrived on the scene to find the Hollywood veteran behind the wheel of this Lexus LS 500. Uh, Apparently, uh, a friend came to take him home. He was treated by paramedics at the scene for that bloody nose in a possible concussion. But they say otherwise, he seemed to be okay. But boy, is he amazing at that age. First of all, to be driving. But if you've not seen him on TV recently, he's been on a lot. He's fantastic. He's still dancing and still singing. So good for him. WABC News Time 554. So we have this all you can eat phenomenon that we love as Americans. And there's uh, this all-you-can-eat thing going to be happening right here in Times Square. How
5: much lobster can you eat in one sitting? Red Lobster would like to know. They're offering Endless Lobster March 28th at one of their 662 restaurants. That's the catch. The restaurant is in Times Square, New York. You need a reservation to participate, and you can make it through Eventbrite.com on March 21st. First come, first served. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio.
1: Okay. I, I didn't even know there was a Red Lobster in Manhattan in Times Square. Square. Rocker Bruce Springsteen, fashion designer Vera Wang, among those who were awarded the National Arts and Humanity Medals at the White House. This took place yesterday.
3: We're a nation, a great nation, in large part because of the power of the arts and humanities. That's stamped into the DNA of America.
1: The president uh, honoring 21 performers, authors, groups with prizes recognizing work that he says has deepened the nation's understanding of the human experience. OK. Others honored include uh, Amy Tan, uh, musician Jose Feliciano. To
3: honor outstanding contributions to the excellence, growth, support and availability of arts in the United States, to honor those who have... Whose work has deepened the nation's
1: understanding of the humanities. Yeah, you wonder if just this is an excuse to beat Bruce Springsteen, and, you know, look, uh, who can blame him if that's the case? Actress uh, Gwyneth Paltrow on trial in Utah for a ski and run. Terry Anderson details this accident. He's the lawyer for the victim that took place back in 2019. Paltrow
0: hit Terry Sanderson at a very good rate of speed, a, a very high clip, uh, and then knocked him forward, knocked him over, broke four ribs. Yeah, I don't know why this has taken so long
1: to get to trial, but this guy's injuries included a concussion. She allegedly left the scene after what happened. The lawsuit filed back in early 2019 and originally sought just over $3 million. However, a new uh, amount will be determined at trial now.
0: Caused his head to go into the snow and stop suddenly. He had a what we call a closed head. Organic brain injury from that.
1: Yeah. So I I think this is just gonna be money, but um and Gwyneth Paltrow's got a lot of it. But if this is true, if she hit somebody so hard and then took off, that's not right. The attorney, by the way, for Gwyneth Paltrow in this ski and run trial told a Utah court the lawsuit against her is baseless. We believe it to be utter BS. Okay. <laughs> uh, she's accused again of running and badly injuring terry anderson and then skiing away uh he didn't uh, not detail why he thinks it's baseless but terry anderson no says it was gwyneth paltrow who smacked into him on that day on the ski slope we're about a minute and a half away from the wednesday edition of sit and friends in the morning let's find out what's happening on the big show here's justin ellie
6: thank you gnome big wednesday hump day program of Sid and Friends in the morning. So we're ready to go almost. Just a couple of minutes out here. Bottom of each hour. You don't want to miss the Tunnel to Towers update featuring Frank Siller every Wednesday morning at 9.40 this morning. Another great edition of the Peerless Boilers Sid's Take Trivia Game and in the way of guest another packed day. 6.40 this morning. Brian Comey joining the program. 7.40 this morning. Charlie Gasparino 8.05 a.m. The big guest of the day Marv Albert. 8.25 this morning. Some nuggets with Noam Layden. 8.40 this morning uh, for his weekly Wednesday morning uh, hit with Sid, former Congressman Peter King, and wrapping things up at 925 this morning, big-time cop Dennis Benigno. So we're ready to go. Just a minute out here. Sid and friends in the morning on your Wednesday morning. Thank you, not
1: Can't you wait? Uh, I can't wait. All right. That's all what right. I meant to well, say. Well, I can't wait either, I guess, then, <laughs> if we're doing that. All right. We're <laughs> out of here on this uh, Wednesday morning. So happy you joined us in this 5 o'clock hour. We'll do it all over again tomorrow, same time. But don't go anywhere now. Yes, yeah, Sid and friends in the morning. They are up next we we'll